All right. Welcome in, everybody. Glad you could join us on this special Saturday late night edition of the Dave Player Show here on 720 WGN. We've got a great Halloween show planned for you. First, we're going to talk to Butch Patrick, who starred as Eddie Munster in the original Munsters back in the 1960s. Then we'll play a creepy Arch Obler play that WGN radio legend Wally Phillips used to play every Halloween. It is a WGN radio tradition that ghost hunters would be on the station the wee hours of the night to talk about the hauntings of Graceland Cemetery, Archer Avenue, the Willowbrook Ballroom, Montrose Point, the old lockup at the Maxwell Street Police Station, the Congress Hotel, and Resurrection Mary. Chicago ghost lorist Ursula Bielski will join us just after the news at 10 with those stories. We'll share one of my favorite horror radio programs, Suspense, with an episode entitled The House in Cypress Canyon. Perfect for this time of night. And we'll talk about the legacy of the Twilight Zone with Anne Serling, daughter of TV legend Rod Serling. But first, Butch Patrick played Eddie Munster in the original TV comedy, The Munsters. Butch made a special appearance in the new Rob Zombie version of The Munsters that just premiered on Netflix. And now Butch joins us in studio. Thanks for being here, pal. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Well, you know, everyone knows uh, you as Eddie Munster, but that's not where you, you got your start. No, actually, uh, the, the it was an interesting situation. They were uh, an agent was looking at my little sister, and I went along for the ride for a photo shoot. The gentleman had some a uh, couple shots left over in his camera, and he thought I was kind of cute and had a look about me, so he took a few photos. One of those pictures he put in his um, window on Hollywood Boulevard at his studio. And a director and a producer were walking by that were casting a, a little B-movie called The Two Little Bears, mm-hmm. noticed the picture, tracked me down through that photo. <laughs> Eddie Albert, Jane Wyatt, Eddie right? Albert, Jane yeah. Wyatt, Soupy Sales, Nancy Culp, and a 15-year-old wow. singing sensation, Brenda Lee. Look at that. So it was a great little B-movie, six weeks of work, and that was actually the first interview I ever went on. But before that went into production, I um, did an, went on another interview for a little series that was a soap opera that was called General Hospital. So I was on the first year of General Hospital. Did the real, the real McCoys after that? Then I then from there the monsters came along. Very cool, and you did some guest roles too, like on Bonanza and Rawhide and My Favorite Martian. In between all this as well, yeah, I was always very yeah. busy doing guest starring roles. And back then they had a lot of old shows, and there was Alcoa Theaters and and a lot of a lot of shows that aren't on today. But uh, yeah, I kept very busy. They before kept the you monsters. very busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now at such a young age, was acting something you just wanted to do? Were your parents encouraging once you got rolling? It wasn't really something I, I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't yeah. like it. I really had no opinion on it. It came easy. And I did. I knew I was doing something special, and I thought it was fun, and I knew I enjoyed it more than going back to boring old elementary school. So with that in, <laughs> mi- yeah. with that in mind, I thought, this isn't so bad. And I just I kept so darn busy that um, it was fun. And, it, and, it, and like I said, it came reasonably easy to me, and uh, the rest was just somewhat history. Well, this is pretty cool because Universal Studios, of course, was best known from the 30s through the 50s as the home to the Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Werewolf, among others. And the idea of of a family about comical monsters uh, was first suggested to Universal in the 40s, I think, by Bob Clampett, who was an animator for Looney Tunes. That's correct, yes. And uh, it was next. um, Rocky and Bullwinkle writers Alan Burns, Chris Hayward also pitched a series. But it was a script by Norm uh, Lebanon and Ed Haas Mm -hmm. called Love Thy Monster. And and these were Leave it to Beaver guys? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Joe Colling, Bob Moser, who created Leave It to Beaver, yeah. and also Amos and Andy before Leave It to Beaver. Uh, it was, it's funny when you mentioned the, uh, the cartoon guys, because some of the most talented and funny people in Hollywood in the 30s, 40s, and 50s were cartoonists and animators. And they would get away with things through cartoons. Yeah. And to this day, they all have these little secret eggs in a lot of these movies and stuff that these guys, because I did, I did the Phantom Toll Booth for Chuck Jones when I was 14, and uh-huh. I learned a lot from him, and my, my, my grandfather was actually an animator for Disney. But those guys back in the day, a lot of them were behind the scenes in animation, and then they transferred over into sitcoms. You know, you think about those creative minds. Obviously, when you're doing animation, uh, you know, that's, that takes a ton of creativity. So, you know, coming up with something like this mm-hmm. seems like a natural Oh, absolutely, you know? and uh, and, it was, and it's very. And there's such a talented pool. There's the people that do the voices, the Mel Blanks, the June Forays, yeah. Dawes Butler, all those people, and uh, it's it's kind of like a a subculture of comedy that was its own little clique. You know, these guys were like, you know, basically they were they were very, way ahead of their time. Sure, sure. Now there was a there was a pilot that was done. It was done in color, which is it, it's still bizarre to watch that because it's a slightly different cast, and Fred Gwynn as as Herman looks a little different with mm-hmm. the makeup and everything. That didn't quite click, and I know there was like 500 kids that, and you think about this, 500 people auditioning for the role as Eddie Munster and the Munsters, right? Yeah, and at yeah. that time, I wasn't even living in L.A. I had gone back to live with my grandmother. I was in the fifth grade. They, um, the, for, uh, To be perfectly honest with you, Bill Moomy was their first choice, and he didn't want to do it. His mother didn't, want him, space. Did, didn't want him yeah. in makeup. Yeah. Plus, he was working a lot. I think a series would have probably you know, held him back because he just – I worked a lot, but this guy was over-the-top busy. Then um, what they did is they had a kid named Happy Derman and Joan Marshall playing the mom as a Phoebe role, and he played Eddie Munster as a very rabid, angry, aggressive yeah. little kind of yeah. guy, scratchy, itchy guy. Not a happy-feely kind of guy. Not a happy guy no. for Happy Derman. And uh, so <laughs> what happened? And apparently at the last minute they they brought in some star power, which was Yvonne DiCarlo. Of course. And they decided Big movie actress. and they decided to go with a more likable kid, more more like a beaver, more like a you know, leave it to beaver type character. Yeah. And they my agent sold him on me. So they said, We've looked at every kid in Hollywood. She goes, True, but he's not in Hollywood. He's in Illinois. I was down the street in a little town called Geneseo, not too wow, far from here. Nice. And they yeah. flew me out and we uh, we went over to the studio and that was the uh, the the rest was history. And of course Fred uh Gwyn and Al Lewis, uh, they were in Car Fifty Four. Where Correct. are you? So they had some good chemistry already going. They had at a very, that time. They, were, they were a very good comic team. They uh, were really something. And you think, and I think about this all the time, uh, Butch. That the show, and I know you know today, you know uh, they're doing eighteen episodes, thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. twenty two. You guys did like thirty, thirty five plus. And this show was only on for two years, and you think about the chemistry that the cast had. Mm-hmm. It's still one of the funniest shows that still stands up today. It really does a lot. Yeah. A lot of people, and it's it's when you watch it, it's you know the obvious is the interaction with the actors and the writing. But when you go past it and you listen to the music and you listen to the editing and the sound and the foley, and then you listen to and look and then visually you look at the lighting and the editing and the sound and and the um, the set design. I mean, just the special effects and the sets. It was oh, yeah. done very much like a little mini movie. The lighting, the film factor, and all that stuff and all the above. It made it look like a little quality movie. But this was, I was going to say, um, Universal obviously produced the Munsters as well, but they were able to use these copyrighted designs Mm -hmm. of Frankenstein. You know, that wasn't just something you could go out and do. I mean, Universal owned that right to do a lot of that stuff. And the makeup of the show was uh, created and applied uh, to the actors by by makeup genius Bud Westmore, which is is pretty cool. And... uh, and the house. I mean, just so much of everything on here. A lot of the elements of the house and and Grandpa's uh, uh, 
little uh what do you call it the um dungeon the dungeon was there's parts and pieces i think from frankenstein yeah. the original movie in there right yeah a couple things that a lot of people don't know is i always just call them chuck and dave chuck and dave were the special effects guys and we were doing old school special effects we you know wires smoke machines smoke pots stuff that you know by today would be like archaic stuff but it was very uh, cutting edge at the time absolutely and each one of them individually went off to one went with lucas and one went with, one went with spielberg so they both headed up these incredible sets and stuff so we know wow. we had this raw talent that was doing really great things the music jack marshall won an emmy which i wasn't mm-hmm. aware of you know won a grammy won a grammy for this for the sound wow. we had the best guest stars lined up to come and do oh, yeah. the comedy routines we had paul lind as dr dudley hilarious harvey corman Pre Carol Burnett show, Don Rickles, Frank Gorshin. Rickles, Rickles was on everything in the sixties, yeah, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, we were having. We, yeah. I mean, it was interesting to see all these great. Uh, Dom DeLuise did his first TV role when he replaced Paul Lind as Doctor Dudley. That was, wow! That was, so we had a lot going on there. Not to mention the cars. We we had the cars. We had the the, the special effects, like you mentioned, the Westmores owned Hollywood. Each studio had a Westmore as head. You know, you had Wally, Frank, Monty, Bud, Purse. And then uh, at Universal, we had Purse, Bud, and Michael Westmore was my makeup man, who his daughter now hosts uh, Face Off. Okay. All right. Mackenzie. Okay. okay. Now, the house uh, was built in 46 for a movie called So Goes My Love. And then it's funny to hear they put it into storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometime in the 50s, they, they assembled it you know, with other homes on the back lot. And until the production of the Munsters, the house could be seen. On other shows, and I think it still can be seen on other shows. Like there's like Desperate Housewives in the two thousand. You can see these things in the background, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is crazy. But you know, it's it's iconic. Just looking at that house, you know where it where it comes from. Oh yeah, and you look yeah. across the street, and there's Marcus Welby's house, and you look uh, two doors down, there's the Beaver House. Yeah. Over here, you have one of the I think it was the Big Valley Western House. But yeah, sure. Colonial Street was really a cool, and that was one of the things in my book. You, much, you mentioned Munster Memories at the end of the book, even though I put it together, the editor said, "Well, let's, what about your memory?" Yeah. And I said, well, my memory really wasn't from the Munsters. It was from when I wasn't working, going, around, out. going around Universal yeah. as my own private little, you know, uh, <laughs> let's go find out what's going on today and who's yeah. on the who's new on the lot. Yeah. How cool is that for a little kid exploring awesome. Hollywood like that? Yeah. Maybe. And one more thing. Yes, sir. As they're listening, if they want to be part of the coolest fan group in the world, the official <laughs> Munsters fan group is run by my missus. All right. Okay. And we have more interaction and more fun with the fans and stuff. So if you like the Munsters and you like seeing some neat stuff, you got to check out the official Munsters fan group. And where do you find that? Facebook? On Facebook. Facebook. Beautiful. All right. Butch Patrick, thanks, buddy, for being Thank here. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Happy Halloween to you. Bye-bye. All right. It's 720 WGN.